Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful uh, Monday morning and uh, having some difficulties this morning, as you can tell. <laughs> I uh, uh, woke up late, so messed me up all right off the bat. My alarm didn't go off. Wife even watched me set the alarm, so for whatever reason, uh, Alexa decided she didn't need to uh, wake me up this morning. So, uh, overslept and running behind, and uh, it's just been not been fun this morning. So, uh, I apologize. <laughs> so, I'm a minute or so late and uh, trying to do the best I can. Good morning, Miss Kimberly Mosier and Jennifer Honeycutt. And appreciate you ladies watching this morning. I see there's more than that watching, but uh, Tracy Little, good morning. But, uh, so I'm running behind and didn't get to half study this morning on our, uh, uh, passage we'll be looking at. So bear with me and, uh, I will do the best that I can. Good morning, Amy Oaks Turner. But, uh, let's go ahead and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance this morning. If you have the ability to stand, please do so. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, praise the Lord for that. We get to say that wonderful pledge this morning. Good morning, Karen Laws. And I appreciate you tuning in and joining us uh, this this morning. I, um, you know, I, I you know, every morning before I, I, I start the devotion, I always preface it a little bit with a little bit what's going on in our culture and and uh in politics it is always mixed met with mixed reviews <laughs> and uh i don't do it to, to start trouble or to uh, cause chaos and and as i said before some don't think it has a place in uh in church or uh maybe even the morning devotions and uh you know when culture and society is rebelling against God, uh, I think of no better place to address issues that need to be brought up. Uh, you know, you, you can't sidestep something hoping it will go away. You can't sidestep something just because you're worried it's going to offend somebody. Uh, as a pastor, I have an obligation and duty to address uh, things that are going on in our society and our culture and how it may relate to what the Bible may say. For that particular instance, now there may be issues that the Bible does not specifically talk about. Vaccinations, for example. I've had people say, what does the Bible say about that? Uh, well, obviously, they didn't have shots for COVID then. Uh, so, you know, there's not going to be a specific passage. Uh, you know, all thing I could tell people in instances like, yeah, pray about it. If you feel led to do it, great. If you don't, great. You know, I, I, I do tire a little bit of the, uh, uh, you know, uh, people, uh, whether they make fun of you for wearing a mask or don't wear a mask. They make fun of you for getting a vaccine or don't get the vaccine, you know, and I'm just thinking, what does it matter? You know, if you want to get it, fine. If you don't, fine. That's, you know, whatever. You know, that, that does get a little, a little tiresome. But, uh, you know, I do believe that, uh, uh, you know, like any vaccine, it's, uh, you know, people do meet that with mixed emotions. Uh, some believe it's a contributing factor to autism. May or may not. But so, you know, they get a lot of anti-vaxxers out there. In fact, there's a lot of diseases making a comeback because of the anti-vaxxers. So, you know, again, that's just something you want to pray about and deal with. But the point is this morning. You know, it is, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're headed to a race war. I mean, yeah, I just, I really feel that way. Uh, I hope not, you know, uh, that's, that's not a good thing, but the liberals are pushing it. And I'm just telling you, like I said, a year or two ago, I 
people wouldn't have thought twice about it, you know, a few years back. But uh, now that's that's about all everybody thinks of. And uh, the way that and homosexuality and stuff pushed in your face, I think people were getting, had a belly full of it. And uh, between that and uh, the one attack gun rights and, and, you know, it just, uh, it grows old. You know, it really does. And we, what a lot of these rebel, uh, what these liberals don't understand is they don't realize particularly this part of the country, we are of a rebellious nature. And uh, and I do believe it is genetic because a lot of people in this, in this, in this part of the world are Scotch-Irish descent, and my family included. Now, obviously, my grandmother's Japanese, but I mean, I'm talking about my father's side. You know, that's uh, the surname, if you will, that is um, uh, the more dominant of the genes is that of the father's side of the family. <laughs> so you'd be saying, oh, Lord, I won't be like my daddy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, nonetheless, uh, that's that part of the um, uh, our uh, genes that are more dominant, even though we make up 50% of each of the parents. It's the father's genes that are more dominant. So uh, I think a lot of Scotch-Irish, you know, the, I know my family, you know, I, I'm very fascinated by family history. And uh, my family in particular, uh, they ran out of Scotland because we would antagonize the English. We would steal their women and their uh, livestock just to torment them. <laughs> so they got to the point, they said if they found any youngs in Scotland, that they would... Uh, kill them and so a lot of the youngs left from scotland went to ireland and come on over here in fact you know the landscape here is very very similar to that of scotland and ireland so uh so and then so i feel like we are by nature very rebellious we don't like to be told what to do i i think that's where we get that redneck uh, uh <laughs> ideals from and uh in fact a lot of our dialect is very can be traced back to scottish and if you ever get a chance there's a video uh i don't know the name of it uh, you can find it on youtube i've seen it on facebook where you know people want to make fun of the southern accent but they said if you actually you start to speed that up and it becomes the 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 dialect of a lot of uh english british scottish uh, dialects when you speed that up but over time after these immigrants come to america that the way that that accent was done become slowed down and that's why you get a lot of this kind of here talking <laughs> and uh, because it's been slowed down by the generations after that so in fact they say the southern accent is one of the most sought after accents out there so uh uh yeah kim said now we know the rest of the story i feel like paul harvey this morning but it just um uh so i think everything that's going on right now in our country is is like a pot coming to boil and i think there's a lot of people out there because some of you watching or maybe all of you watching so you know what i about had a belly full of this and i tell you what if they're pushing for an insurrection they're about that far from it not that i want to see one not that i want to have a war now, i ain't gonna lie there's a redneck side of me that says let's have at it you know but from the christian perspective you know we want peace we we don't want uh, that kind of attitude and 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 and, and thought so we're going to have to really pray for this country we want to start looking at people not on their color but uh, on the merit of their character uh, we need to be make sure that our foremost uh, idea is is this person saved how can i better witness how can i better minister how can i talk to this person about jesus christ when it's when you feel to be angry whether it's on social media or driving 
You know, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about Sheldon's book, what we, you know, in his steps, where we get the what would Jesus do? You know, it's not so much we would know what Jesus would do. We have an idea through God's word how our character should be, and we should be demonstrating the fruits of the spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, kindness, self-control, self-control, and we need to make sure we're doing those things, honoring God Almighty, being that light in this world of darkness, and uh, not allowing uh, the negativity, uh, the hate that is being pushed uh, out there by those in government, those in leadership, and not allowing that to infiltrate our hearts and minds, but instead allowing God to infiltrate our hearts and minds and displaying a character that is glorifying and honoring to him. It's hard to do when you get mad, you get upset, you get angry. It's hard to do those things, myself included. I'm, you know, A lot of times when I'm talking in the mornings or preaching or devotion, I'm talking to myself half the time or 99% of the time. There's things that I have to deal with and I have to work on. And so, you know, we want to have to make sure we're demonstrating a loving spirit, a kind spirit. Even when somebody's being rude and nasty, we've got to demonstrate an attitude of love that Christ will show. Now, with that said, um, we don't need to be the world's doormat. See, I think some Christians think uh, that we're just allowing the, everybody just to walk all over us and be the world's doormat. That's all what that's saying. We still need to stand up for ourselves, and we still need to stand up for what is right. But, uh, but we need to make sure we're approaching it in a Christ-like manner. Uh, Karen Law says, uh, mother's family, Irish, father's family's Cherokee. Oh, Lord, honey, you, <laughs> uh, hey, this girl's got a temper worse than all of us put together. No, I'm teasing. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, so right there's a good example of, uh, you know, some of our heritage in this area. And, uh, you got, in fact, it said somebody had a, a realtor had on Facebook that 40% of house closings in this area, 40% now, I've been from California, New York. Now, that's a little bit alarming because that could easily flip this from a red state to a blue state. And so we've gone on that. That's concerning because what they're leaving, they want to change. Here. See, I never understood that. You know, they, they're leaving something they don't like and agree with, but they'll want to change <laughs> where they go to to the very thing they were leaving. And I've seen a lot of out-of-state tags here lately, too. And uh, and a lot that comes with that is rudeness and nastiness. And it's just, mm. Anyway, let's look at our verse this morning. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, that no one would boast. All right, that is some awesome, awesome passage this morning. I know I've ran my mouth a lot this morning. And uh, uh, and I know I get a little may get a little carried away when it comes to politics and such. And uh, but I feel like there again there's a there's a reason and a need for it. If nothing else, to an offer offer encouragement uh, to make you realize that you're not alone in how you feel. A lot of people are disgruntled. A lot of people are upset. A lot of people are aggravated right now. And but we don't need to to forget our focus in what is important, and that is understanding. God, who God is, rather, and what he did to send his son to save us from a very real hell. And we need to help people to understand, particularly this passage in particular, for it is by grace that you were saved. Let me bring it back up. I'm be looking back at the monitor. You can't see that. For by grace you have been saved through faith. All right. That, what a wonderful thing. It is by grace, God's grace, that we come to know him. 
It is, um, uh, we are not saved by doing good works. We are saved for the purpose of doing good works. Uh, for, uh, uh, like this is in uh, God's word, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God's work is, are a vital part of the Christian life. Doing good is one of the reasons God saved us. I mean, you know, it is, is not, we produce good works because of our love for Jesus Christ. We produce those things because we want to please the Heavenly Father. It's not we don't do those things because we think that's going to merit us entrance into heaven. And I still think there's a lot of people out there with that idea. There's a lot of people out there who still have this uh, this erroneous idea of karma, if you will, and um, think that, well, if I do good things and good things happen to me. No, we live in a fallen world. And uh, just because you can do good all you want to, and bad things can still happen. It's, you know, just because you do good, uh, you think everything's going to, uh, uh, good flowing thoughts and ideas are going to come your way. That's not how life works, guys. I mean, you all know and understand, uh, you know, uh, it was like my dad, he hates that sticker, uh, life is good. Uh, and uh, there can be good aspects in life. God can bless us mildly, you know, uh, children or, uh, you know, being a good family. Uh, jobs, you know, homes, food to eat. I mean, God can bless us richly. There will be good areas and aspects of our lives, no doubt. But, you know, we live in a fallen world, and we're going to have bad things happen. But the thing of it is that uh, we understand that Jesus Christ come to save us, uh, to send the Holy Spirit to help us, uh, you know, again, that parakletos to help us, and that it is faith that is produced not by our on our own doing, but is the gift of God. God gives us that faith in order to understand who He is, to to uh, believe in Him. Uh, you know, it is it's not something we just produce, pop up on our own. So, oh, I got faith now, I can believe in God. It is God uh, working through us and touching our hearts and minds, so that we can have that better understanding. So that's what we can see. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone boast. Because if it was works, if it was something we had to do, then we could be walking around very pompous and saying, Oh, look what I've done today. I am a mega Christian. I've uh, I done X, Y, and Z, and I am now superior. Look at you, peon, you sinner. Look at you. And what's sad is there's a lot of Christians who do act that way. There's a lot of pastors act that way. I've told you before, I don't care a lot for a lot of pastors. And because most of them are full of crap. Now, I mean, you may not say, well, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said that. But they are. A lot of them are full of it. And they get on my nerves. And I don't like being around them. They have this, this attitude like, kiss the holy rings, you know, kind of thing. And I'm, you know, and I'm just like, Dude, really? I mean, it's just like on Facebook, you know, you you look at some of the comments people make, uh, and uh, particularly on under JHL or CYB or ABC, whatever, News Post, Fox, whatever. People must sit around with a thesaurus because there ain't no way people talk that way. I mean, I'm like, you know, full of, you know, I mean, it's just, come on. You know, these words and things that I thought, trying to look super hyper intellectual. And I thought, if you didn't have Google at your head, you probably wouldn't know how to put a sentence together, you know. I can't stand arrogance. And I, I just, I can't stand a pompous attitude, that, that piousness. It, 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 I just, you know, or, or here down in the south, we say putting on air. So, you know, I just, uh, I don't like it. And and if we, if it wasn't for God's grace, his faith, we had to do it by works, that's what you, exactly what you're going to see is a pompous attitude. But God wants us to come to him through humility and understand that it's only through him alone, that free gift of salvation alone, that allows us to be saved. And that's what I was talking about a little bit last night, uh, was that um, 
my went blank. Um, oh my gosh, I was going to say my mind just uh, went in another direction just then. Um, oh my gosh, what's the matter with me this morning? Anyway, um, it totally related to what we were talking about this morning with what we were talking about last night. That my mind just went completely poof on me for whatever reason. Uh, but it is something that we, you know, when it comes to salvation, uh, oh, I thought I was supposed to talk about election. I know a lot of people don't want to hear about uh, election. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't understand it. And uh, But it's a wonderful thing, a wonderful aspect to our salvation because we were chosen. Well, how wonderful is that, to know that we were chosen by God. And that, uh, you know, remember, God didn't have to save anybody, but he chose to save some. And that makes our salvation that much more sweeter, that much more wonderful to know that God chose me, that God chose you. Now, there's some people out there who uh, uh, they say uh, it freaks them out a little bit. Well, how do I know I'm saved? Hey, if you wasn't saved, you wouldn't worry about it. If you wasn't saved, you would never pray that prayer of salvation. If you have never saved, uh, you would never darken the doorsteps of a church. You know, I think that there are those who may make a profession of faith, but it wasn't sincere. They go right back into the world. You know, it kind of goes back to the seed that was on the rocky ground or the seed that the weeds choked out. Uh, those are those situations. Uh, but knowing that God chose us, uh, it makes our salvation sweet and wonderful. And it wasn't something we could do on our own. It is a free gift of salvation. You know, and it's something I've talked about before is that I realize and understand that there's a lot of people who may not have had a good earthly father, who may have never known their earthly father, may have been abandoned, may have been abused. You know, it is they've had a, a, a bad experience when it comes to earthly father. And statistics show that a father's role in a, uh, particularly a young lady or a young man's life, is significant, uh, very significant. And uh, young girls need to know uh, what, uh, uh, how a man is supposed to treat her. You know, if if you're if the daddy's at home, tell her how to watch out for these uh, handsy young men. You know, and telling his daughter that you're pretty, you're wonderful, you are of great value. They don't have to listen to the lies of some punk that's trying to do something he's not supposed to be. You know, that's why we have a lack of young men who do not have respect for those in authority because they never had a man in their lives to teach them to look at another, look you in the eyes and shake your hand with a good firm grip that you say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, open doors for ladies and, and uh, you know, understanding what respect is. And, and, and you know, so because, because the lack of male role models has had a significant, particularly Christian male role models have had a significant impact on our society as a whole. And I think it is evident uh, with what's going on in our country right now, the lack of male role models. But here's a wonderful thing. <clears throat> Even though you may not have had a, <clears throat> excuse me, a good earthly father, I was very blessed to have a wonderful uh, earthly father. We are, our uh, God has blessed us immensely to know the heavenly father. And so that is a father that shows what true love is. That is a father that shows that uh, what a man is supposed to be. That is a father that's given you a gift, a free gift of eternal life, free gift of salvation. A heavenly father who shows you the characteristics. And it's like we talk about the fruits of the spirit, what it means to be uh, a true man or a true woman of God. So we have a Heavenly Father who's never going to leave us. We have a Heavenly Father who's never going to hurt us. We have a Heavenly Father that's always there for us and wanting us to come to Him. And He's willing to bestow upon us an unconditional love that we some may never understand on this side of heaven. So that's one wonderful thing. We read these verses this morning. Uh, it is 
by grace you are saved by, by I'm sorry, saved through faith, that not of yourselves, a gift of God, is not of works, that anyone should boast. It's not a works-based faith. You know, that's why it gets on my nerves so bad. Uh, the um, um, people who try to say you have to be baptized to be saved, that's works-based. You know, you don't have to be baptized. Uh, Kim, Kimberly Moser said, American men are becoming extinct. It's true. That American men are becoming extinct. I'll be honest with you, half the time, I see some of these young boys, I eat, they act so feminine. Uh, you know, I don't know how many times I've been, me and Brady's been at the mall, and I'm like, yeah, I think that boy's got some problems. And then we're holding hands with a girl, and I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, I don't know, you know, it's just a lack of male role models. But here, anyway, my friends, uh, appreciate the preciousness of that gift. And it's sad to see uh, that here as Christians, we're trying to give a wonderful gift to those in the world. But the God of this world's blinded them. And something far superior than diamonds or gold, and people are just brushing away. Oh, I don't want that. I don't want nothing to do with that. You know, it blows your mind. You know, if somebody came up to you and said, hey, I won the lottery. I won $1.6 billion. And then he comes up to Kim or Jennifer or Angel or Karen or and anybody else that's watching this morning and says, uh, I want to give you, I just want to give it all to you. I don't want that. I don't believe you really won that. All right, hey, right here, I'm going to give you the check for $1.6 billion. I don't believe in the lottery. Lottery don't really exist. I think it's a bunch of baloney. Uh, you just keep it. I don't want it. You're like, I'm going to give you a billion dollars. No, I don't want it. I don't believe it. You know, that's the same difference with with. Uh, with salvation you know we're giving them a gift of eternal life we're trying to explain them the great love of jesus christ what he done on the on the cross to save you from a very real hell and people are going nah i don't want it don't believe it crazy ain't it so we do good works because we love jesus and we want to please him as any child wants to please their parent that's why we do that we don't do it to earn merit or to earn our entrance into heaven remember you could never be good enough you could never be rich enough you could never be perfect enough and if you're 99.9% perfect, you still couldn't get into heaven. It's only understanding Jesus Christ, his atoning work on the cross, said to him as your personal Lord and Savior, will you be able to gain entrance into heaven? Outside of that, I'm sorry, guys, it ain't going to happen. Let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace. Uh, Lord, thank you, Jesus, uh, for uh, what you've done on the cross for us. And Lord, never, let us never take for granted your mercy. Uh, what you've done for us. Uh, Lord, help us to explain this wonderful gift uh, to those in the world. Help us, Lord, to be a light in this world of darkness. Let us stand for what is right and for what is true. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I just do pray for each and every person watching this morning that you, that you will bless them with a wonderful day today. Lord, I pray that you be with Kim Penix and Wendy Lee and Ginger Hood and Troy, Linda, David Feathers, Ron Thompson. Lord, I pray that you be with Roger Winters and uh, Larry and Donna Knight and so many others, Lord. I see offering up prayer requests and concerns each and every day. Lord, let your will be done in each and every situation. Lord, be with us. Lead God to protect us until we meet again. And Lord, uh, let us serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. It's always a pleasure and honor to get to do these devotions. Remember, uh, if you have problems watching uh, the devotions or watching um, uh, live 
uh, on Facebook. You always go to uh, our website at flbconline.com. You can watch there. Uh, Karen, I just I saw this here. Karen said uh, men were taught to respect women and how to treat women. Sadly, they saw from their earthly father exactly how not to treat women. I raised my three sons alone. I thank God for how they turned out by taking them to church and the male role and the male role models. They were they were all they had. Well, that's good. That's awesome, Karen. That's a great testimony. And there've been a lot of a lot of single mamas out there has produced some. Uh, uh, some, some great men of God uh, that uh, so we we praise God for those single mamas out there doing the best that they can and it is uh, uh, the men who have not been there in their children's lives should be their shame uh, wholeheartedly so we praise God for you and women like you who've uh, produced uh, stellar members of our community. Uh, don't forget also, uh, if you haven't already, uh, to subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only, and you can listen to all these devotions as you're going out and about your day. Well, I hope everybody has a fantabulous day today, a wonderful day, a blessed day, and remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless. Me up.